When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. No music, no intro. Uh, we got we had to get our boy Travis song. Fry. How you what up? <laughs> we had to get you on, man. I know you said I know you said you didn't want to talk. I, I hit you up. You said you didn't want to talk about doing the pod. But then before you get on the pod, this <laughs> 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 so we, we got let's let's get you introduced to the people in case they don't know you they don't know you we got our boy Travis on the pod um Travis was actually a part of the Saints in in a capacity of you know you, I'll, I'll let you explain what you did for the Saints and how long you were with the team I got you uh what up this uh this Travis so yeah I was with the team from 2014 to 2018 so 2019, actually, five years, five seasons. Uh, I worked as an equipment assistant. Also, I doubled as I used to help the defensive coordinators with, like, the personnel cards and things like that. So one of my, I was there for a good while. One of my proudest <clears throat> moments was, you know, watching the Saints game and seeing you on the sideline holding up the personnel defense. I was like, ah, that's, <laughs> that's my fault. Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, this coach here. I was proud. We was proud, boy. We was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking Because we, you know, we've been following Trav so long, you know, just talking Saints, Trav prospects, you know, football, just on Twitter. And just to see him make that move on a slick, too. Like, he wasn't bragging about it. What You no, know what I'm saying? Just, no. Real like, humble. Low key, just humble, low-key with it, you know? So just to see that, man, we was, we was just happy to see that, bro. Like, you know, just making moves. Man, I appreciate that. That's that's my main thing, man. I always been humble with everything I did. It's nothing I strive to do. It's kind of just natural. So, you know, I appreciate I appreciate that, man. It so, t- it took some hustling and busting, so but I got yeah. it. I got my foot in the door. I was yeah, like, I'm sure I'm sure it wasn't no easy job at all, man. Like I've I've heard about those oh, NFL no. gigs. Oh yeah, we first one in the building, last one to leave. So you know. Yeah. Oh, so you was with Drew? No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just mad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, actually, Drew's a good man. He's a good man. I can't say nothing bad about Drew. So but, I, know uh, you, I know you didn't want to talk about him, but you know, number nine had to put the the Instagram post off literally right before you came on. So, that's crazy. <laughs> so crazy. I, I can't let you off the hook now. Like we got, we going we gonna, we ain't gonna spend too much time on it because I, I'm done talking like I don't want to talk about it much more because I'm just stoked out I'm done talking about it but for, from someone who was on the team 
Like, can you just like describe like the whole week of you've been in that locker room? Obviously, we're not all you know the same players, but you know you've mm-hmm. been in the locker room, and it's different with the coronavirus. But could you can you maybe explain to like the listeners of what that locker room was was feeling this week? Because that like it was it was raw and it was personal. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, judging from Twitter, it was pretty deep. Uh, a lot of players spoke out. Like even like players who really close to Drew. So I was surprised by some of that. Uh, so I would say that I, I can't tell you what the locker room feel, but for me, the, I, w- I would say the locker room probably was like just in shock. The whole NFL was in shock. Uh, you had people, <laughs> you got people unheard of names, uh, <laughs> people just <laughs> talking about they, they, they circling the, the schedule or whatever. I'm like, kid, yeah. we don't even know you. Like we still the Saints now. Don't get it twisted. We still the right. we still the Saints, but uh yeah, that was odd. Uh to see all those people, mainly like Saints players, like tweeting out eyes or or different things of that nature. And it, it was just a shock. Uh, I was surprised. I was surprised he even said that, really. So yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy week, man. Crazy week. Yeah, and I was just, you know, just the one that got me was coasting, man. Like I just couldn't get over that. The Mel- Malcolm Jenkins speaking out, that was a that That's you know, that hit me yeah. too. But we know we know he's, you know, he bout mm-hmm. that, you know what I'm saying? He bout that life. But coasting, mm-hmm. like coasting don't say nothing, bro. Nothing. Like, he don't say nothing publicly, bro. So here when he dropped that little IG, you know, and he you could tell it was him typing. I'm like, man, I know that. Like I don't, I can't read Drew Drew Brees' mind or heart or nothing like that. But I know just as a person, him reading that, it's like, damn, damn, Carlson, the, the quiet storm, the quiet storm, man, wasn't quiet this week. <laughs> I was like, what? Marcus Costa speak? If Marcus speak out against you, you know you did something wrong. You know something right. hurtful that touched like a player of that nature who rarely right. even talks, who rarely even tweets, unless it's about, you know, business. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, that was deep. Right. That was, <laughs> that deep, was man. deep. I'm surprised. I, I seen Reggie say something today, but I was kind of surprised Reggie ain't really, you know, go up yeah. like he. Reggie, Reggie go up quick. Yeah, Reggie go up quick. That. I wouldn't be shocked if they had some kind of, you know, back channel, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, off the cup talk, too. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh-huh. Trav, how you know we we ain't gonna spend too much time talking about Drew. Um, how how was your time with the team in terms of you know your your five seasons you you was with the team? Like how how was that? And more importantly, like as a you know you grew up in New Orleans as a fan, how was that kind of being a part of the team? Was it kind of everything you thought it would be, or was it kind of like? This is work. This is business. Like, was there like that separation for you? Uh, for me, growing up with the team, uh, growing up rooting for the team, always loving the team. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like it came natural and easy to me. Like, I I, I see the players and I'll be like, man, like you know, for the first little moment, I I, I had a little culture shock a little bit. I would say. Um, the first person I, I saw, it was in 2014, it was uh, Tim Bailey. That's when it really hit me. I was like, damn, like this, damn. like Tim Bailey, like legit Tim Bailey. And then, so I was interning during that time. So 
I was actually like driving the players back and forth <clears throat> from the facility um, to the practice field, to the hotels and stuff like that in West Virginia. So um, I had a couple moments. It was just me and Drew in the car, just us two. I'm in the front seat driving, and he's in a passenger seat. Same with uh, Tim Bailey, but Tim Bailey was really the one who put that, like, I was like, like, he put, I was shocked. Like, I was kind of yeah. scared to ask him for this, a picture. Like, right, I this Tim Bailey. I was like, I was like, can I take a picture? But I know I was nervous. It didn't come out that <laughs> <laughs> I was so nervous. I was like, oh, my God, it's Tim Bailey. And then we actually became real cool. Like, he'll hit me up. Um, like his wife or something come in time. I go pick him up and the kids, bring him to the city. So uh, it, it was great, man. I had a great experience. Uh, all the players were pretty cool. Um, seeing the locker room. I mean, you know, you see the locker rooms in high school and stuff like that. So I was used to the locker room, but not an yeah. NFL locker room. So it was just like right. grown men. Like they essentially was – no different from us. Like, they talk yeah. about regular stuff that we talk about. <laughs> they yeah. eat the same stuff we, you know, we do. And they just mostly chill. Most of them have, like, hobbies outside of football, whereas rapping, like, Teron Olmstead, he always yeah. sends me his mixtapes. Yeah, Teron, I heard, like, I heard boy got some bars. Yeah, yeah. he's nice. <laughs> he stayed. So, you know... <laughs> Uh, you had the players who was into cars, who John Jenkins. He used to always show me his cars. Me and him became close. We started going to the <clears throat> the boxing ring and stuff like that during training. So I got into boxing a little bit. So oh, bro. I mean, I had a great time. Like <laughs> I had some stories, like a lot of stories, probably two minute stories in five years. So you know, I got some things I didn't see some positive things, some negative things, but <laughs> it was all, it was all well working. Yeah, man, I, 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 I could imagine the stories you have, and I mean, look, we ain't gonna stop you from sharing them, but I feel like, <laughs> you know, I, I understand the position you in is, you know, you as an employee and, you know, maintaining trust, you know, mm-hmm. obviously that's a, that's a major thing. I, I was just curious because you, you was there at, an interesting junction point, you know, 2014, obviously Ooh. that was the beginning of the 79 run, 79. you know, and then you were there, you know, with the new draft class and the kind of reemergence of this Sean Payton, Drew Brees area in 2017 and 18. Did mm-hmm. you see, did you see, was it just talent? Was it just a talent thing? Or did you see kind of a difference in the locker room with the type of players they brought in and the energy and all that stuff. Like, could you could you witness that from your vantage point, uh, where with, with, with your position with the Saints? Yeah, most definitely. Uh, talent, talent wins. So uh, not only just talent. That 2014 team versus that 2017 team when the '79 streak kind of kind of broke mm-hmm. off and we started winning. Uh, it was just the swagger the young guys came in with. Mm-hmm. The, Marshawn uh, Lattimore, AK, like they just brought so much yes, swagger. Mainly, I'm up mainly Marshawn to the defense. You yeah. can see, like, <clears throat> as he got into it, he switched his number. Actually, I helped him switch that number. <laughs> he <laughs> at first, he was, initially he was 34. <clears throat> um, initially, as a rookie, he was 34. But it's it was funny. So when he came. 
his rookie year, he came into the locker room, actually the equipment room, and he was like, he kept putting up 2-1, 2-1. He was like, he won 21. He was like, well, I'm in this 34. So at the time they had uh, Devontae Harris, he was 21. I like man, they already, you know, <laughs> that number is already Ghost boy, Ghost boy, is <laughs> already taken. So uh, he really wanted that two one. So um, one of the running backs got cut, and I uh, I kind of I was like, hey, twenty three coming open. You want this twenty three, or you want to wait, you know, to see if twenty one gonna come open. Good thing he took twenty three because twenty one didn't come open. So. Um, I was like, he was like, yeah, for sure, I want that. So, a boy got twenty three, and that's how he kind of got his number. Yeah. You can't go uh, wrong with twenty three. You can't go wrong, man. And then he was in the. He hated that thirty four. It was just like he didn't even have Good. that same swagger. Once he Good. got twenty three, it was like he just. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to say the Jordan moment, but he kind of just took off a little bit. He started bringing a little swagger, and the defense just fed off it. You could tell, like when he was in the line, when he was in the lineup, and not injured, the difference between you know winning and losing because the defense, the defense was so good in 2017 uh, versus the other years. Mm. So I definitely would say it was talent and it's also like a mindset and mentality. It kind of mm. started in 2016 with Mike Tom, and then 2017 just took it to another level. It was like, okay, we got Mike Thomas, we got some old Ohio State boys, we got, you had Mike and Vine, and then uh, Marshawn came, so, and then Ted Ginn came, so it was just like so much swagger, and it was like, okay, this ain't the same 2014, 15, 16 Saints. We about to take it to a a new level, so it was, you know, it was some guys who was winning in college, and they came to the NFL with that same mindset. And then ever since, we've been looking up. We've been doing 11 wins, 10 win season, 10 plus win season. So it was definitely talent, but I will also say it was swagger. Also, it was a it was a difference in coaching as well. Mm. When Coach Payton brought in all these <clears throat> different coaches, because he had a right. lot of coaches who had been on the uh, staff since 2006. So it right. was continuity, but. I mean, some things might have got a little stale. You dig? So they brought in fresh new ideals, Mm -hmm. the new coaches, and all that. All that played a part. Coaches and talent. I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of gets missed when kind of the national media do their analysis on the Saints and what changed and stuff like that. They just kind of focus on that 2017 draft class, but really they missed the point. There was that time. Remember. Like, Sean Payton, he was kind of on the fence. Well, I don't know if he was on the fence, but there was a lot of talk about him getting traded to Dallas, mm-hmm. and his contract was coming up. Yep. And it was, it was a big talk. And then at the end of the season, he had, like, a almost like a press away. He was saying, look, I'm not going nowhere. And mm-hmm. then they brought in Jeff, they brought in, uh, Jeff Ireland. And then I think it was, the ne- it was either that year or the next year, he got rid of uh, Joe Vitt and uh, – the defensive line coach, coach. Uh, Bill, Bill Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, Bill Johnson. <clears throat> and they, they got rid of a lot of the old scouts. They brought in a new scout. I mean, they, they pretty much rebuilt the whole front office and coaching staff, especially on the defensive side. You know, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much a rebuild, and that really laid the foundation to where they are now. Yep. 
it started with I want to say Dennis Allen. He came. Yeah. After they uh, the Raiders let him go, he came on as a consultant. A consultant. That <laughs> it was like middle. In the, it was early in the season, I believe it was. Yeah. So he came on as a senior defensive consultant, and then uh, eventually that next year they started like getting people out of there who had been there for a long time, brought some fresh new ideas. Uh, some guys from college, some guys around the NFL, and they got a lot of continuity. Like, you got Dan Campbell. Yeah. A lot of those guys been with the Saints for a while now. So, you can see, like, the the talent, but also coaching. I think it went hand-in-hand. Can't yeah. forget about the coaching. And then front office as well, because they saw the talent, and they got that talent indoors. Because 2014 draft, hmm. with the Kyrie Fortson, Something Oof. like that. That was that was uh, that was, was bad. That, that was a setback. That was a setback. Was that? <clears throat> I, I could be completely wrong. Was that at that point? Was Ryan Pace still with the team, or had he left to Chicago already? Ooh, good question. Uh, he was with the team. Uh, yeah, the Kyrie Ford still, draft. Of course, yeah. he was. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was Ryan Pace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a stamp. From here, he was he was a part of that crew. I um, think after that, that's when they yeah. started changing. Stanley yeah. Jacques Baptiste. Because mm-hmm. the first draft that Jeff Ireland helped with was the Pete draft. Pete, right? The Pete yeah, draft. Pete. Yeah. It's the Pete draft. Yeah. Um, Pete and Stephon, yeah. Oh, well, can't hit on them all. Um, you, you brought up Dennis Allen, and since you, you know, Kind of towards the end of your team, you were helping calling out the office of personnel for the opposing team. So obviously, what like what have you seen from from DA? Because um, you know he he gets his heat from time to time from fans. Mm-hmm. Some of it sometimes is deserving. Sometimes I feel it's undeserving, depending on you know what it is. But like, mm-hmm. what's your what was your impression of of working with DA? My guy, he's uh he brings a lot of Gray William S. to the to the uh, table. Uh, I, I will also say he instills a lot of swagger because he just walks. Mm. He walks with a little swagger, like yeah, I'm that dude. So mm. the players see that, and then he's young enough to you know he's young enough to get through to those those younger guys. So uh, he brought a lot of swagger. Um, <clears throat> he changed the defense. He was here with Rob Ryan. Uh, then once Rob left, he took over, and the defense got – I mean, at first, yeah, I think it was, was kind of iffy, but years uh-huh. after that, you know, they became much steady once he got to build, like, where he's entrenched in, and which is that – the secondary. He, like, you know, he's a yeah. secondary guy. So once right. he got his guys, like the cornerbacks, the safeties, and we just took off from there. You know, we was running three safeties, uh, all kinds of different formations. I think he take I, I would say he take more heat on third and longs and <laughs> second yeah. and longs. Right. Because we give up, you know, we give up too much yards. But mostly when he's on his game, like, I mean, you can't complain. You're not going to stop everybody. Uh, the offensive players get paid just like the defensive players get paid. So, like, I do like, like in third and short, fourth and short, our defense tend to, you know, ball up. Yeah. Yes. Like Fourth and inches, third and inches, we was coming up with big stops. It didn't matter if it was in the middle of the field, 
goal line, none of that. I would only say, you know, I would probably say that would be one of the fans' gripes, the third and longs converting, because that's very, very frustrating. But it wasn't always yeah. on him. Sometimes, you know, people have laps and different things and coverages right. or the rush didn't get there. So it's give and take. It's give and, and take. But he definitely and, brought a, mul- a multiple defense. And it's, you know, it's kind of damned, damned if you do, damned if you don't, because sometimes, you know, Dennis Allen, he'll dial up like the perfect blitz on third and long, and he'll get home. And it's like, wow, mm-hmm. what a great, what a great call. But sometimes you'll call up a blitz and it doesn't get home and, you know, it, it's converted and it's like, damn, D.A., why would you call that pressure right there? <laughs> or or maybe they'll not. play it safe. They'll play coverage. They'll play, co- play the coverage and the quarterback will take off on a run, you know, mm-hmm. for, uh, you know, 20 yards and convert it. It's like, damn, D.A., you know, why didn't you cover the quarterback? But, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they were in man coverage. And when you're in man coverage, you get murdered. You, you get yeah. beat. You get beat. Your back turn. You can't see the quarterback. Right, right, right. But uh, I was it's curious. Yeah, yeah. It was, but I, I was curious. Uh, what? Try, like one thing that, like this past season, it really blew me away. I know, I know you went with the team, 2019. Mm-hmm. But just you as an observer, as a fan, like there was that stretch with Teddy Bridgewater. And like you could just see kind of a distinct difference with the defense Man. during that time. Like they were defending like every blade of the grass. And I remember <laughs> one of the comments one of the commentators uh during the game was like they talked to Dennis Allen and he told the team that like this is our time to show what we could do. This is our time to show the defense we could carry the team. And they did. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater, we love the dude, and he did, you know, he did miraculous for what he could do, but it was the defense that kept those teams in the game. Oh, that way, Teddy didn't, did, Teddy didn't need to score 25, 30 points to win. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I was just curious, like, like, how does that work? Like, is it a motivational thing? Is it, or do they just, like, when Drew's in the game, are they a little more aggressive? Is there, like, a different approach that the defense takes? When, the def- when, when Drew Brees is in the game and they feel like, okay, the offense is going to score 27, 30 points, so we could get a little more aggressive. We could take chances and stuff like that. Like, is that true? I mean, with a, with a Hall of Fame quarterback like Drew, I feel like, you know, your defense might have a few laps because they know Drew got Drew got our back. Mm-hmm. He's going to make up for the mistakes that we make. So they probably, you know, going for the gusto. They were like, we're going to go all out. Whereas I feel like when Drew was out, it was like, it's all on our shoulders. Like, mm-hmm. The the ball the ball the wind gonna determine how we play is gonna determine how we win. Whereas when Drew there, it was like this is Drew's team. We are offensive team. Uh, you know we we not to say we second fiddle, but you know when you think of New Orleans, you think of offense. So right. I felt like it was like they stepped up the leaders, the Mario Camp, and they probably just like it's our time to shine. Like. I mean, we shining, but we not gonna get that praise because you got Drew Brees throwing, right. you know, all these yards, all these touchdowns. So I felt like the defense was like it's on our shoulders. Like if if we don't do our best, we not gonna win. So I think that's the mentality they they took up, and and I feel like Da thrived with that. He was like, hey, it's all on our shoulders. So you know, he put it all on the back. The defense put it all on their back. They they was. Like you said, it was guarding every blaze of grass. Uh, 
And your leaders was just balling. And like, as, yeah. you know, as Mario. Saying, we, we haven't seen anything like that before. I mean, not, you know, it's been. Oh, that was a like, dominant stretch. It, it was yeah. dominant. Dominant. Man, I was, I was just, I was just saying, oh, and I, I kind of was kind of like, damn, once Drew came back, I was like, the defense ain't had that same little, Mm-mm. if they would have maintained, was Mm-mm. able to maintain that. They didn't. Oh, my God. They did, and I, I, I thank you for for mentioning it because I know I, I'm not the only one that noticed it. Ryan, you know, we we all kind of saw it, and I don't know if it was like, oh, oh shit, Drew back, woo, <laughs> you <know>? right, party time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know when a teacher away, you got the substitute, right? Like, yeah. oh, you got to turn up. That's the perfect <laughs> analogy, bro. That's the perfect analogy right there. <laughs> It's like we about to turn up, boy. We got the sub here. No real teacher. <laughs> Throwing pencils. <laughs> what? All of it. <laughs> That's what I was liking it too. It was like, man. And then you know the the real teacher came back, and it was like, oh man, we gotta turn down a little bit. We can't do the same, you know. We can't cut up like we was cutting up before. So, man. That's my take on it, how I felt. But if they were to maintain that, not even they ain't even have to be that dominant. Not but that just dominant. like like seventy five percent, seventy percent of them. Oh my God. I mean that to, been tough. To you know, they did have, you know, a rash of injuries, you know, Cam, you know, that that forty yeah. ers game was <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Bruh. That's a bloodbath right there. Like, they, they blood emptied blood. the clip in that game, bro. They emptied the clip and they didn't have nothing left, you know? None. None. They did. They did. Um, let's, I want to talk to you about a, a player. I want to talk to you about, about Amar two first. Let's talk to you about, about Marcus, you know, because he's still a player that, you know, we, when he's healthy, we see the potential, you know, mo- you know for the most part. Like, it's, like mm-hmm. it's there. But, you talking about Davenport? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Davenport. And he, I think he's always, you know, kind of going to get that comparison, you know, unfairly that, you know, the Saints should have took Lamar instead of taking him or or whoever, you know, could have taken Derwin James or, or someone. Like, what, what, as a fan, what do you feel he needs to do, not to justify, you know, but just to be, to get to where he needs to be as, as a player to be a contributor. A good question. Uh, health, first and foremost. <laughs> and second, health again. Because uh, <laughs> yeah. when he <laughs> when he's playing, that guy's a, he makes some plays. Like, and he don't just, he don't just hit the quarterback. Like, oh. he boom sticks to the quarterback. Oh. Oh. That's one thing I like about him. When he gets to the quarterback, he's getting the ball out. It's not just a sack. He gone for the yeah. trifecta. It's a strip sack. It's the sack, the strip, and somebody recovers the the rock or whatever. So, um, if he can just learn to stay healthy, uh, get healthy rather, uh, play play lower, of course, and yeah. keep working on his technique because he got like he got some good guys. He got a guy on the other side that he can learn a ton from. Yeah. That he has already learned to come from in, in only two years, so he got to stay healthy, man. Uh, his rookie year, he was coming on like he had went on a, a streak of what, like three or four games with a sack, and then yeah, actually he got hurt. Uh, he, he messed the toe up on the sack. I think it was the yeah. Vikings game, Kirk Cousins. Vikings game, yep. Yeah, 
like he boomed. Like I didn't think like oh, I thought Kirk Cousins was gonna get a first down on that one. I think it was, and he just ran them down. Like he's an athlete, man. If he could just stay healthy, like the sky's the limit for him, bro. He's strong. Uh, he got to get some more moves for sure. Got to get lower, but. He he got a tool bag. He got a great coach. I love I love his uh, defensive line coach. Yeah, um, yeah. Great coach who gonna work with him. But my main thing is he he has to stay healthy for you know sixteen games, and we got to see him in full form in the playoffs because I don't think we have seen him like full mm-hmm. out. No, you haven't. Yeah, really. That's haven't true, man. He has not been there for the playoffs one hundred percent. You know. So that that yep. yeah, he was different. And, and Baldy, when we had uh Brian Balding on the podcast, he pointed out the same thing. Like the talent is there, we see it, but he got to mm-hmm. start beating beating like good tackles. He got to beat good NFL left tackles with you know special moves outside the bull rush, and he got to mm-hmm. understand his leverage. You know he's a big dude, so he has to understand his leverage. So yeah, I mean, it's, we all see it. It's like. Well, I think it was Bill Parcells or somebody that said, your potential going to get me fired. Man. You, know, you got to get yep. past the potential. You got to show it. And I'm rooting for him yep. more than anybody. I don't even care about the two firsts anymore. I just want him, mm-hmm. to get his, I want him to get his fifth-year option and just be a good, like a good, solid pass rusher. Like, he could be Jadeveon Clowney, you know, where it's just nine to ten sacks a year and making mm-hmm. impacts and forcing fumbles and, and stuff like that. And disrupting. Yep. I mean, that's all I need. I think he can be. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I can't wait to see a year three with him. Um, I seen him beat some good tackles now. Was yeah. it uh, Trent Trent Williams? Was it the Redskins? I think it was. Uh, he put a nice yeah, little move yeah, on that yeah. edge on that boy. And he, and he uh, put some pepper in his chest. He put uh, his yeah. shoulder down like he's a he's a he's a bull in the china and, shot when he put and, that shoulder he, down. He put it on uh Tyron Smith. Yeah. Put it on him. That's a yeah, that's what it was. It was, it was like it was late in the train. game. It was like late in the game last year when they played Dallas. And I think they were they were uh, Dallas was pinned back a little bit. And man, he I think I think uh Tyron Smith even got hurt. Like he just and he he held like Tyron Smith had got called on a whole different flag. He just gave him everything. And that mm-hmm. you know that's hard to do to Tyron Smith. So Tyron we know it's there, man. We know it's there. It's definitely in the toolbox. He got to be able to pull that tool out and use it. Uh, I can't wait to see year three, man. I think I think he's going to have a good year. I need him to get 10 plus sacks, though. Yeah. 10 plus sacks, uh, at least 10 sacks should be the goal. But I know he's working very hard, uh, tireless worker. And then he got, like I said, he got Cam. He got some other guys behind him, Trey Henderson. So I, I think if he stay healthy, he could probably get to that mark. He just got to start faster, like start the season off, like mm-hmm. week one, getting sacks, uh, getting disruption, stuff yeah. like that. It, it's kind of like basketball. You know, we <clears throat> you're shooting the ball. You're not getting any – you're not hitting none of your shot, shots. So you got to get a few layups in. So I feel like he got to get a couple of tackle for losses, uh, bad passes, mm-hmm. bad passes at the line to get him going. But if he can start, like, from day one, week one, that could be like a telling for a great season if he stay healthy. So, oh, I got another one for you, T. So, 
you know, at the end of the day, we, we're all fans. Like, that's just that's what we are. That's what we've been for years. Okay. Do, you, do you feel that being with the team for five seasons, your knowledge of football and how you understand the game, whether it's, you know, scheme, personnel, you know, whatever, is, is at a different level now um, as a fan? Oh, without a doubt. I, you cannot be in a, you know, an NFL program and not learn something. Like, I was learning from both sides of the ball, too, offense as well. So, like, I knew some of the the intricacies, like, just of some of the calls. Like, I know if the numbers might mean, like, pass protection. I know, like, if it's, like, a certain type of motion. So, I, I definitely feel like I learned a lot. And sometimes I just be watching the game. I watch the game when I'm watching defense. I watched the opposing team offense and looked directly for personnel. I looked mm-hmm. directly. So 12 personnel, of course, it's like one running back, two it's tight ends. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm always I'm always looking for that. Then 12, then 13, then 11, then 01, then mm-hmm. 10. So I'm always looking at that uh, that I didn't do previously. I didn't – I just, you know, you watch the game, but you don't break it yeah. down. Like, let me see what personnel is. Because, you right. know, when you don't have the all 22, you yeah. don't know what's in on defense sometimes. So, I kind of be looking for personnel. So, if I see one of them running back, one uh, tight end, 11 personnel, I know the, the nickel's going to be in there. And you yeah. never know who's at nickel with the same. It could be Gardner. It yeah. could be PJ. You know, you never know. So, I look at it from a different perspective in that way. And I definitely feel like I learned a whole lot. You know, offenses, like just learning Coach Payton or seeing Coach Payton offensive call and what type of motion this is. And then, like, some of the plays on goal line, I can kind of, when they come out, I can kind of sense what they're about to do, too. So, I definitely feel like I learned a ton. Like, they got a lot of smart guys in the organization. Uh, so, definitely learned a lot as a fan as well as, you know, just wanting to maybe going to coaching eventually one day. So, yeah, definitely learned a lot. A lot of good coaches over there, man. They they load it. Like, we talk about players, but they load it on the coaching staff from special teams. Like, offense, defense, and special teams. Like, this is a really, really good team, bro. Really oh. good team. Like, they, they have minor – they barely have any holes. It's crazy, like, The depth bro. is good. The starters are good. Like it's 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 time to put up a shut up, man. Super Bowl of bus. <laughs> Real. Man, look, you pointed out something uh with the uh talking about the the nickel. I mean, you mm-hmm. have Chauncey Gardner Johnson, you have Malcolm Jenkins, you got PJ Williams. I mean, they yeah, have P. a lot Rob. of P Rob. I mean, they have a lot of position uh quote unquote positionless players and you know, players that that are kind of interchangeable. I mean, Da he could he could do some funky, you know, some he, freaky little stuff. He can cook. Yes, he can. Cook. Yes, he can. <laughs> he can cook. Yes, he can. Man, I um I got one for you, Trav. This not really Saints related, bro. But you know, mm-hmm. we we've been on Twitter for a little minute, and you know, every now and then I, it'll come out of nowhere. 
where you know they kind of hating on the West Bank, and you you know you West Bank, you Algiers oh, like me, Algiers <laughs> like me, you know. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'll take it seriously, <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just like, why they come at the West Bank, bro? Like we don't, we don't do nothing. They say that's not in the real New Orleans. Like, last time I checked, if you in Algiers, you got to pay taxes to Orleans Parish. You know what I'm Orleans saying? Orleans Parish, that's, man. That's that's New Orleans. I went to Orleans Parish Public School, O'Perry Walker. You know, so shout out to Walker. You, shout out to Walker. You went, you went the car, right? And the car, baby. Second and the car. So I'm <laughs> like, how, how you feel about that? Because this is a Saints Twitter podcast. <clears throat> how you feel about like this West Bank hate? Like, what's the point of it? Where, where it come from? I, I don't, I don't get where it come from, man. Uh, and it's crazy. It's, it's only when you in New Orleans. Like, if you used to like visit somewhere, or move somewhere, or go to school somewhere. New Orleans people all, you know, they just click tight. No matter you're right. in the West Bank or East Bank. It's always when you home, though. Like, people sitting on a West Bank. Uh, I don't know if they think we too good or something. Uh, I don't know what it is. But yeah, I would sure. say the West Bank is holding it down. Probably got, what, five straight championships? Hello? So, <laughs> <laughs> if we're we going to talk about the West Bank, you got to talk about everything about the West Bank. The sports. We hold it down. Landry Walker hold it down in basketball. So I don't know what it is, though, man. I don't know what it is. Even though I don't stay on the West Bank no more, but I hold it down for the West Bank. NFL players, you had Keenan Lewis, years Keenan Lewis. in the NFL. Mike Wallace, Mike. years in the NFL, you know? Kendrick. <laughs> Kendrick. All from uh, one school. Hey. That's all I got. Man. That's all you got, Patrick Sertan. <laughs> Patrick Sertan. <laughs> Patrick Sertan yeah, like, Jr., you know what I'm saying? Like, come yeah. on. Me holding right. down, I, man. I, don't I, know I, I just had to, I had to get that out there, bro, because it was on me. Yeah. Me <laughs> holds it down, man. I don't, I don't know why they be hating on the West Bank like that. Shout out to the West Side, though. Yeah. Uh, What? You, you know how I feel about about how I felt about this player before we drafted him, but then we did draft him. Like, how, mm-hmm. when you watch Zach Bond, and you know they're going to ask him to, I don't, I don't know what they're going to ask him to do. I don't know if he's going to be a chess piece. I don't know if they're going to try to make him. Weak. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. You know, I just get this bad, this bad feeling that they're going to try to make this man like a like a permanent off ball linebacker, and I, I don't like that. That's that that projection just makes me kind of iffy. But like, what mm-hmm. what did you think of him? You know, you know, out of Wisconsin, you know, before he drafted him, and you know how he could, you know, DA might be able to use him in the defense. I'm I'm hoping they use him as a chess piece uh, everywhere. Like on the, you can't just put him in one position because in college he got after the quarterback. So That's all he did. Is a pro- <laughs> right, it's a projection to make all, him an off-ball linebacker. That's literally all I mean, he did. <laughs> right, I they they had some players who transitioned, but they also was like super big, super athletic, like uh, Anthony Barr. He transitioned. I thought he was gonna be more of a pass rusher, but he became, you know, an off-ball linebacker. So I'm hoping they move him, move him around, because the more the more people you can get to go after the quarterback, the better it will help this defense. And, like, as a whole, you already have a nice secondary. But if you can keep adding to that pass rush, you got Cam, you got Marcus, you add a third person in him. Um, 
you got you got a few D linemen, D tackles who can get after the quarterback, rush the quarterback. Um, so I I feel like I, I hope they able to move him around and not just put him at one position. But it's also the player have to be able to, you know, do that because you see yeah. your Alvin Kamara, he can make, do that. Make plays. Yeah, just just go out there and make fl- plays. Uh, I don't think they're gonna rush him as a starter, so. Man, when you get your opportunity, your, your 20, 25 plays, just make the best of it and just, you know, learn as you go because I don't see them year one putting him at a one position. I think gonna, I think they're going to move him around kind of like Chauncey Garner in his secondary. Um, I mean, I, I really – when I watched the player in college, like I said, he got after the quarterback. He was kind of not T.J. Watt, but, you know, similar – but not as dominant as T.J. Watt kind of has been in the NFL, rather. But I, I feel like, you know, he'll be able to get after the quarterback as as well as off ball. But I, I just wouldn't lock him into one position, just seeing him from the projection. But eventually he might be able to uh, be an off-ball linebacker. But you got to move that player around, man. <laughs> you got to get him going, have some fun with him. D.A., I feel like D.A. would be a great guy who put him in a good position to succeed. Positioning players, that's that's what they NFL going to. You're exactly right, man. That's that's exactly where it's, where it's, where it's headed. Um, Trev, I, I, I want to ask you about, because you, we, me and you talk wide receivers a lot over the years. <laughs> you have a you have a real good eye I'm for them. about that. <laughs> I know, I know, bro. But look, I, I wanted to look at Traquan. And mm-hmm. you know, just in your years of you, you've been there, you was with the Saints when when they drafted him. Um, mm-hmm. you watched him over the years. Like, what is he like? If we could envision what Traquan could be with all his potential, say he puts it all together, like mm-hmm. what would that look like in your eyes? If we put it all together, uh, I know he's in a limited amount of catches. He get a lot of touchdowns. He he put points on the board. Um, he does. He put points on the board. It's a number three, number four receiver. If he uh, he had a, he had some injuries too. Like he'll go like a couple of games and then you know got hurt. But if he puts it all together, I know he's he'll block he'll block for you. Uh, he has some good speed, good to great speed. Um, he catches the ball at high points sometimes. Uh, he has to be more consistent with that, I believe. Uh, his rookie, I felt like in practice, he would he had a lot of lot of practice catches where he extended his hands in traffic. But I haven't seen it, you know, as much in game. Mm. So if he can mm. put it all together, I don't. I can't think of a receiver he's similar to off the off the top of my head, but I feel like he can he can be he can be a weapon in his office. You know, Drew Brees make everybody you know be able to accomplish something on this offense. So he can bring something to the table, no doubt about it. Uh, but still, I was hoping for a receiver, even with Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. Um, so maybe with Traquan not officially like the number two. So the receiver, I think he he can do okay as the third four receiver. Yeah, kind but of be probably like six, 
six, seven option because you know they you got you got Jerry Cook, you got AK, Manuel, and Mike, yeah. and then you know somewhere in there, 20, 25, 30 plus catches somewhere. But he yeah. he, he can get you can put points on the board without a doubt. All right, you got you know then you got Jerry Cook and uh, Adam Troutman who they drafted. Troutman, yeah, who could be a you know who could be something you know we'll we'll see with the short mm-hmm. off season. But uh, yeah, I agree, man. I, I I'm just you know since we didn't draft a wide receiver, um, I'm just kind of hoping he you know I, I'm not expecting you know like a big year, but if he could just be that consistent, consistent, three good, yeah. three or good four good catches a game, you know, make plays, mm-hmm. that'll be that'll be good. Yeah, in the game this year, I can't remember game it was, but he was starting to go off. Actually, he got hurt that game. It was the Rams game. Was it the Rams, Rams game? game? Yeah. Was it Rams? Yeah. It was with Teddy. Yeah. It might. It might. It was with Teddy. Yeah. Yeah, it was. He was. He was looking like he was about to get it going, and then the injury happened. They kind of slowed him down for the rest of the season. <laughs> so we, since we are receivers, <laughs> I won't bring this up. So during training camp. You know, last training, last training camp, all the hype, you know, started happening for Emmanuel Butler, right? It was, it was mm-hmm. getting, it was getting hot. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and here, here Travis was in my text saying, slow it down. I ain't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> see it. Slow it down a little bit. <laughs> and I was like, Travis, like, every, everybody's on it. And so you were 100%. Hundred percent right. Um, and what you saw. It's only one year, though. right? It's then, only one year, though. Right, it was. So I'm just not trying to, you know, we're not trying to bury, yeah, yeah. you know, Butler on anything. Yeah. But I want you to like maybe explain to the listeners just not, again. This is not like criticism, but like what as a person who is a fan and also have been with the team for five seasons, like what didn't you see that kind of gave you that pause? I think it was just the the fact that we didn't have like a ton of other receivers. I think it was just I I really didn't get the hype. I felt like it was like a thirst, the ball. like like like, yeah, like yeah. a receiver I, thirst for the for the next big undrafted person. And I mm. feel like you know he was that person. It was like because you know every year we was going like all right, Pierre Thomas and Kyrie Robinson. So it was yeah. always normally running backs, but just in general. It was like, which undrafted guy would be that guy this year? So I felt like people kind of like this. He caught the ball a few times, and they was like, okay, let's run with this guy. <laughs> but I <laughs> I just ain't see it. I felt like, I I don't know, it was it was just the speed aspect of it. He didn't yeah. look sudden to me. Mm. He, he just didn't look sudden to me. I, I, and then once, you know, the injury happened, and then he came back in preseason. It was just like, well, I don't see it. That's, where's that? <laughs> I'm looking for it. So it was just one of those things. The speed, the speed, and, and it's not all about speed. But by him being a bigger guy, you would think, you know, some kind of way to get separation. I just didn't see the separation. And I didn't see the Marcus Colson either, like some people yeah. was comparing. So I, I just didn't see it. Like the feel, the feel. It's, it's one of those things you kind of feel like, okay, he giving me a glimpse of something. I felt like it was just that we was thirsty for somebody to come in, especially an undrafted person because we mm. hadn't uh, drafted a receiver. 
So I felt like, you know, everybody like, that's the guy I'm going with. And then he was getting the hype train, the hype train. And then everybody was like, yeah, I'm picking him. I'm picking him. And then it just never materialized. And then you had <clears throat> other receivers come on the roster last year who, you know, like LaJordan and then the, the guy. Hogan. Hogan. Hogan, yeah. So Rashawn. I'm like, I'm like what, you know, where my guy at? Y'all, y'all told me it's going to be, you know, doing all these good things. So. Hopefully this year, you know, because there's an opportunity. Yeah. That's all, that's all you can ask for is the opportunity. So they didn't draft one. There's a, a great opportunity opportunity for one of those guys to step up. So he's going to be in the running. He's going to be one of those guys fighting for those spots. But I would I would say I'd like to see uh, Deontay Harris uh, yes. see what he can do at receiver because he showed me some things. Yes. Like that one third down catch is like third and long. He caught like a little short third and he caught it probably like three yards, five yards down the field and got that first down. I was like, yeah, he yeah. can he can be one of those type players. And the one when he uh, did the double route, it was kind of like oh. the, the Super Bowl when what's the guy name uh, for the Falcons? Forget, Taylor oh. Gabriel. It was kind of yeah. like a route like that when he ran the double move. And uh, I want to say Taysom threw the ball. Yeah, yeah, he for, he for and, sure and, did. And he caught it right. Yeah, so that guy, he show, he showed me some things. I was like, okay, he's sudden, in and out of his breaks. He catch the ball and he immediately going up the field. So when he get the ball, it's almost like a punt return. Yeah, so I, I would like to see him at receiver get some burn. I I think he will. And I ain't talking about just like reverses and things like that. Like you can throw him a little bubble route a flat route and see what he can do. Make nothing. Make uh, something out of nothing. So, but I I didn't see it with your guy, man. (laughs) Yeah, and in a recent interview, uh, Deontay Harris, he was saying (laughs) that he's really wanting to get on offense and and Mm -hmm. cook on offense. And uh, Taylor Gabriel was a good, you know, that's a good mention because I think he could be, at least, you know, at least immediately, I think he could be that type of guy where, you don't know, no, he's not catching 80 catches or nothing, but it's just giving me big spark plays, you know, one or two times a game, plus what he brings in the special teams aspect. So, I mean, man, that's, you know, that's huge. If you just get that twice a game, man, that's huge, not to mention the special that's teams. That's huge. You know? Especially with our offense, because we didn't have, we haven't had that type of offense in a long while. Be more right. of a, you know, short, short, short. Drive down the field, methodical, run the ball, boom, yeah. boom, boom. But that he gives you that, that spark. Yep. yep. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So yep. he gives you um, that little spark that we haven't had in a while. I wanted to ask you, like the past couple seasons, this is my last one for you, by the way. Uh, it was like, you know, after the Saints win, they got the, you know, they got the globe light, you know, the globe light in the, in there. They got the club music playing, they playing. You know, hot boy around or they playing you know, chop style or they, yeah. you know, they, they got the video and coaches dancing, everybody dancing. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, where, where that come from? Like, was that you? What, what's going on? Oh, no. That, oh, that, no. DJ Travis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I know who the DJ is, but it, it wasn't me. I might have told him a few songs he might have run. He'd be like, what I going to play? What I going to play? I'd be like, man, you, know you better Saints? ask 
Like Sean Payton, he usually ran a tight ship, wasn't really all that, you know, going on in the locker room and stuff like that. But the past couple of years, it was like, just from the outside looking in, it just looked like, man, they having more fun. Maybe it's just because they've been winning. They've been the most winning team the last three years. But mm-hmm. they just, you know, it looked like they're having fun. And I was just like, man, what wonder what changed, you know? Man, I just think it was the younger guys, like, mm. re-energizing the organization. I go yeah. back to that. Uh, yeah, Avin Kamara, Mark Ingram, that was like <clears throat> the bond they had, the interviews they was doing, it was just like so much swagger. Like, then uh, I can't remember how it started, but I know we started with like a little small speaker and then it has grown. Like, <laughs> coach, <laughs> coach, like, they really went and got like a, a big speaker with the, with the strobe lights, got the smoke. Like, it, it started off very small, man. Then it, it just eventually moved up. Like, I, I just think it was the swagger uh, of the young guys that re-energized the whole organization. Coach Payton dancing. It kind of started the playoff years. It kind of started. And then the the following year, it started be happening after every win, especially, like, on the road. Mm-hmm. And nothing like winning on the road. So, like, <clears throat> we'll mm-hmm. play – if we playing uh, a California team, San Diego, uh, not San, Los Angeles Chargers, Los Angeles Rams, after we would win, we would play like music. That first song when we come into the locker room would be like something California. Uh, if we go to Atlanta, it's gonna be something like regarding Atlanta once we win. So it was just like something that kind of started at home, but then on the road, it just took off to a new level, and. Like I said, they advanced. They got bigger speakers. They got strobe lights, and, and the players love it. They love it. Like they love to see like the coaches dancing, uh, yeah. just having fun. Cause that's what it's about, man. They take so much like time mm. <clears throat> away from your family, and just you know, you just grinding it all out for the whole week. And then Sunday is like when you just like finally exhale, like, Ooh. and then you know the music and all that, and then you get on the plane, fly back, and then you're getting ready for the next week. So yeah. it was just one of those things where it was like, you know, a relief. Like, we worked all week hard, all week for this day to come. And, you know, we did what we did in this week. We brought it to the game. We won the game. So we're going to celebrate because, you know, it's going to come a time when we might not be here or we might not be winning. So. You gotta capitalize on your on that moment, and you gotta have fun in that moment, because you know, like I said, it's always the next game, the next game. Sometimes you just gotta sit back and enjoy what's happening in the now, opposed to looking to the future. So it was one of those type things. I think that's what you know kind of sparked it. And then you got the other team started doing the club dubs and all that, swagger yeah. jacking like always, yeah. just like our pictures taken. <laughs> Yeah. They did. Oh man. <laughs> but the but the Saints are stamped. Like a lot of stuff that people are doing, they got it from the Saints or they, they want to come to the Saints to enjoy those type things. So like Coach Payton, he really a good coach. He he knows the fine balance between the two. You gotta have fun and you also gotta, you know, he rides that line fine. He he work them hard, we win, then we have some fun time. So it was all worth it, man. Um, 
this is the last one we get you out of here. We could we could talk Saints just football in general all all damn night. But yes, do you do you have a story that's appropriate that you could tell to the listeners on the pod? Nothing that like violates locker room code, you know, nothing mm-hmm. violates coach code, anything, anything PG that's appropriate to share to share with the, <laughs> with the listener. Uh, I have, let me think, let me think, let me think. I got a lot of stories, but let me, let me think that that would be not too close to the vest. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> uh, man. I don't know, man. That's a good question, though. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like if you used to ask me all off record, I probably have plenty of stories. Oh, but, uh, <laughs> I, <know that. laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Good lord. <laughs> why you going? Why you, why you going to hit me with that one? Oh, <laughs> the last one. Gonna, I gotta say, the, say the hardest for the last one. I'm gonna just end it with this. I ain't, it's not really gonna be no story or anything. Uh, I'm gonna end it with my time being there was like super fun. Like meeting all the players, uh, having connections with the players, uh, going to parties with the players. Uh, so there's a lot of good things that happened. Uh, I can't think of no story that would be PG-13. <laughs> if I think of one, I would probably like tell y'all, uh, I'll just tweet it out so y'all can, you know, digest that. I don't, I can't think of a story, like for real. If I had one, it probably gonna be rated or it ain't gonna be PG-13. <laughs> okay, I have, I have one that's, I have, I have, okay, so I'll make this my last one because it's a personal one for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Ryan might roll his eyes because he's like, ah, this nigga go again. But I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll ask it anyway. When, what was the mood, and I, I don't even know if you were, were there, of obviously not in the draft room, but mm-hmm. when... Hold on, I know where you're going. <laughs> just get, just, I know just, where you're going. Just, just give it to me, because I'm not going to even finish the question. Just, just give it to me. Uh... From my knowledge, from my knowledge, uh, that that could have been the the route we would have went had that team not jumped in front of us. But that's from my knowledge. But who knows? I'm glad he's driving. Uh, he's a great player. Probably gonna be one of the the best to do it. One of the best to do it. Uh, Same. Shout out to him. I ain't gonna say his name though, because I won't stir it up. <laughs> nope. I ain't nope. gonna stir it up. Nope. Shout out to him, because that boy good. That boy good. That boy good. That boy, <laughs> hey, he good. Sexual chocolate. That boy good. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you been to any games since, um, since you're not with the team anymore? I haven't. Um, seeing it from the sideline, though, is a different view versus seeing it mm. from. Right. Um, sitting there up top. The sideline, you can't really see everything like <laughs> no, that goes you on. No. no. You hear you hear some things, but you don't <laughs> you don't really see something, especially when you're working. So I was a little personnel. So you know, I'm like pretty laid back, but I'm also like during the game of football, I'm pretty like riled up, emotional. Uh yeah. so 
I would say you can't see everything. Like you see, you might want to focus on the D line, but you can't really watch the whole game from the sideline. Uh, working as a you know as a coach, it's probably a little different perspective. But I I haven't been to a game, but if they allow us to go to games this year, then I plan I plan to go. I plan to go um, see it from a different point of view from the stands, see the whole field, all 22. All 22. Yep. What y'all doing with this podcast? Podcast is great, too, by the way. Keep it going. Oh, man. Salute y'all. Salute y'all, Kings. Two black kings, man. (laughs) Keep it going. I'm surprised. I'm surprised uh, Adam's still doing it because, you know. Yeah. He'd be like, with it, you know how it be, but you know. Probably, our, first, yeah, our first podcast was supposed to be our only podcast. It was. Hey, <laughs> hey I, I, I heard that on that first podcast. Like, one time only. Yeah, all that. Yeah. You, know, you know what's funny I is. It, I'm enjoying it. it. It was. And then, you know, we, we, you know, we started getting more people on. You know, and this at this point is like, man, I can't. You know, I'm having fun again. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's about having fun. And okay. you know, if 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 I wasn't having fun before, um, I haven't. I'm having fun now, which is at the, all. That's all that matters. Um, that's all that matters. You know, and that's that's what my goal was <laughs> when the first one started was to just get on, chop up, and have fun, and then. Mm-hmm. It wasn't fun. And so, I, you know, it's funny because I hit up Ryan. I said, man, I got Tony. You know, he's, he's he, you know, he'll talk he'll talk to me. But, like, I don't, got, I don't have a podcast anymore. Like, I, I didn't have anything. You know what I'm saying? I was like, let's just do, let's just, you know, let's just talk to Tony, see, he, you know, what he's hearing. That's, you know, this might be the draft. And he's all right. I, I, I got you. And then from there, like, it's, you know, we just, we just, we just having fun, man, and that's all it's about—just having fun. Life is short, and you know, as 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 black men, like we don't have a we don't have a lot of outlets, you know, especially with the current you know, state you know status of the world. So when when there's an opportunity to have fun and talk about football, talk about the Saints, and you know, I think all of us can say, you know, we not none none of us are are super attached to the team anymore. And I think that's mm-hmm. what makes things drastically different. Like you may, you may, I think you coming out working with the team and being a fan again, like you don't have that like that diehard connection. Like, of course, we're gonna watch them, we're gonna root, we're gonna hope they win. But if they don't mm-hmm. win, it's like, all right, like what's what's mm-hmm. for, what's for dinner tonight? Like what's going on tomorrow? Like it's not like something like we're just in our feels about when these when, yeah. the, when the team loses. And mm-hmm. that's a huge, that's a that's been a huge thing for me. And I know it's been a huge thing for Ryan. To yep, speak to that here. fact, to speak to that fact, I agree. Same here too. Um, but like just being in the organization, uh, learning from Coach Payton, how games are like won, like you you see a different perspective too. Like when you lose, it's not as bad as you know when uh, before I got with the team, I'd be like mad. Don't want to talk to like Wednesday and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. the so so Wednesday was like Wednesday so- was like my cutoff day. <laughs> That's when I was back to, you know, I right, I'm gonna start getting back to my normal and getting ready for the, you know, the next week. So my first year I was like that too. But eventually 
I learned, you know, like just watching them and just watching the players that, you know, it's not all bad when you lose and you're not going to win them all. But I never had that mentality before because I was like, we got to win if we don't win, you know. Uh, and I, I I don't know. I would also say, um, like, far as the winning, the way how you win and how you lose, uh, Coach Payton, talk, he talked about that a lot too. Like, far as, like, you're not going to win every game as a blowout. It might, the games might, you might score 40 points, but you might need 42 to beat that team that day. And then there's other games when it might be, you need your defense to step up. So it might be a nine, seven game, you dig? So I learned the game not going to be perfect. So each game is different how you win. So like I said, some games you might have to score for it. It might be the shootout like the San Francisco 49ers game. Oh, other game might be real <laughs> real low so like just going through the organization that taught me how to because I used to be like well we got to get this certain amount of points you got to get this certain amount of yards like mm. so he always talked about stylistic stylistically uh mm. you're not gonna always win the same and each game different each game playing is different each team you play different so you have to be able to balance that switch up your game so he always talk about like well we lost 10 to 9. Well, that just means offense need to score one more point. Uh, it was the 42 to 41 game. That just means defense needed that one more stop. So I kind of learned a lot, like, just hearing him always preach that, like, it don't have to be perfect. That was his thing he always said. It don't have to be perfect. It don't have to be perfect. So um, that, that helped me a whole lot, like, for us, like, with wins and losing. I used to be like, man, I can't. I'm mad. Like I can't talk to Wednesday. Like, don't tell me nothing. Nothing. So from now, so now, like just watching the games last year, I had a whole different perspective. Like we win, I'm like official. So it's no too high, no too low. Even when we right. lose, I'm like, all right, we bounce back. Yeah. We're gonna be bounce. We're gonna bounce back the next week because each game different. Each week is different. So right. I learned a lot in that aspect of winning and losing. Right, right. And I'm the same way now. Like, after a loss, like, even after the Vikings lost, everybody yeah, was all pissed too. off. I was pissed off, like, for, like, a little minute, but then I just was, went back and just trying to figure out why we lost. Like, just, okay, mm-hmm. what went wrong here? And I was like, okay, time to start looking at the draft. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Moving on, you know what I'm saying? Like, same way. It wasn't, it wasn't the end of the world, you know. Nope, nope. Uh-uh. So that that's great. Like, you know, love the team, still love the team, but the attachment of it. So yeah. when you, once you take that out of it, it's, oh, it's a man. It's it's blissful. <laughs> so if you're listening to this podcast, I know that both Ryan and I have tweeted about this a lot, you know, since the NFC championship. Try to we, we cannot instill this in you enough. That emotional attachment, like, you know, when you sever it, you can I feel like you enjoy it more. Like yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. like okay, game popping. When they win, they win. Like, you know, when they lose, they lose. And you just, in, you just in, it's just football. And, you know, at the end of the day, they're always going to be the Saints. We're always going to love the team. You know, I don't got a Florida Lease tattoo on my shoulder for nothing. But mm-hmm. it's, it's, it, it, it's not make or break it. And that, that realization for me, which took decades, but mm-hmm. it's, it's yep. been so refreshing, you know, over the last two seasons. Players as well. Players come and go, so 
Yep. The players, yeah. at least they're going to be there. So a lot of people get attached to the player. Don't get attached to the player. Be yeah. attached to the team, you know. <laughs> imagine like, imagine being attached to Drew Brees this week. You, Bro. Are... <laughs> you are in the dumps. Like, you're floored. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> um, that, that, go ahead. Actually, I think that's going to ease. That's going to, you know, eventually oh. just going to be his. You know, either this year or next year gonna be his last year. I think it's gonna ease the pain. Like, once oh yeah, year. oh yeah, that's a good, that's a good. Opposed point. to like years ago, yeah, was a, like, hey, Drew gonna be gone. Like, it's I don't over. Cry. Right. I, I don't think, I don't think it's gonna be no crying. <laughs> that's a, uh, not as much crying. Excellent so. point. Um, I keep saying last one, but I, I forget that you're a, an FSU fan. You know, Florida State. That's that's your college team. You root for. Like That's my college team, baby. So, you know, I, I, what's what's your whole take on the? I, and I know I know what the answer is, but I want you to kind of back it up. The mm-hmm. whole Jameis Taysom debate dynamic debate. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I know Jameis, super talented, number one pick for a reason. Threw for five thousand yards, thirty touchdowns, insane, right? He also threw for 30 interceptions, but uh, I don't think – I think he's going to have a great shot to be the leader of the future. And then they still mm. might draft – they might still draft a quarterback to bring to the table because, like Coach said, we're in a quarterback business. We're going to keep looking for a quarterback. So, I think if he can sit and learn uh, when uh, – when if he do get an opportunity, kind of like Teddy Bridgewater did, I think he's going to drive. That's just – I don't know if that's home or tuck or what, but I think he's going to drive. If he can cut down on the interceptions, uh, I know at the offense he was in, they threw the ball down the field a whole ton, whereas yeah. this offense is a little different. It was more about timing and, you know, the little small intricacies. Uh, yeah. If he get that down, I think that dude could be, like, pretty good in this offense. I like – Taysom, I like Taysom a whole lot. Uh, I just haven't seen him enough as a quarterback. So if I had to choose, which I don't have to choose, uh, I, I got to see what James could do because he got more skins on the wall. He's younger. Uh, he got five years experience, and he never, truthfully, never had like a dynamic where he can be the backup, learn from a Hall of Fame quarterback, learn from a Hall of Fame coach. When he came in the league, he came straight as that guy. He didn't have no no hell of a player under him or over him Mm-mm. teaching him the ropes or anything. So it was like trial by error. So he's going to learn so much in this one year that could be, you know, extend his career for a long time. Like, because the guy got talent, man. You don't – you not throw for 5,000 yards and not have talent. So it's there. He just got to find a way to stop making the, you know, the the crazy mistakes that he's been making. And then, you know, it's also about style. If you get in the right style, the right system, you can thrive. So I feel like this can be a right system, a right style for him to thrive. So, I mean, I would like to see if he – I would like to see if we have a preseason. I want to see him get in the game and show why he was the number one pick. Man, and show why he's the number one pick. <laughs> it's gonna be so interesting, you know, because we don't know how 
long of a preseason we're going to have, even if we have one. And mm-hmm. that whole dynamic between him and Taysom, and I've been saying this since before we, we got uh, Jameis Winston, I said if he is in the Saints building, he's going to be the most talented quarterback in the building. Yes. No and some, some people came at me, oh, I, I'm just talking about like from a quarterback standpoint, as a th- ball thrower, throw of the ball, he's going to be the most talented, even more than Drew, even though Drew is, you know, on the next level as far as accuracy and stuff like that. But when, mm-hmm. when Sean Payton is standing behind the offense at training camp and watching that ball come out, <laughs> with Jameis throwing that ball coming out, you know what I'm saying? Coming out. And it's, and it's getting there. It's getting there. And he got eyesight now? <laughs> and he got the LASIK. And he in a dome. He's in a dome. No wind, no, you know, none of that stuff, man. I'm telling you, none bro. Of that. It's gonna be something, man. Like I know Sean Payton. I don't know him, but I know Sean Payton gonna be looking at him like I could do something with you know that bird man hand rub, like I could do something with this young. <laughs> you know? yeah. Yes, he can, bro. Has a lot of talent in that arm. Matter of fact, I seen him uh, post a video the other day, and uh, he threw it like a dime, probably about 50, 60 yards down the field on a run. Mm. I don't know if y'all seen that. Nah. Yeah, nah. I think it was Instagram. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I sent it to somebody. Yeah, you sent it to me. You saw it? You sent it to me. You saw it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> I was like, bro. I mean, I know there's no players out there, but still, just the arm talent to get that ball and <laughs> and get it to that player on a rope. In and he a and he a goof. I call him a goofball all the time. He goofy, <laughs> but he's not a yeah, yeah. he's not dumb. He's not a dummy. He's not a football uh-uh. dummy. Oh no, he's a football Boy, savant. He's a intelligent mm-hmm. football player. So yes. if he is able to pick things up and show that football intelligence and grasp. And really just sit under Drew and just listen, you know, just like Drew is gonna have to listen to us. (laughs) He gonna be he gonna be good, man. (laughs) He is, bro. I'm 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 really I'm I'm intrigued to see him play, man. I I hope he get an opportunity to play preseason this game, maybe even regular season. Man, I would be shocked, and maybe I'm wrong, but like what like Ryan said. I would be shocked if Sean Payton sees the arm talent, sees the potential in training camp, what preseason, whatever. You know, he's like, oh, my, my playbook's not limited. Like, I don't have to bring another quarterback to, like, throw, like, a 50-yard pass anymore. And, I mean, that's, that's not, you know, that's no shot against Drew, but, like, let's just be real. Like, you know, when there's a deep shot, like, usually it's, it's Payton throwing, throwing the ball. I would be shocked if, Hayden sees Jameis, and he doesn't say in his head, like, man, we got to get him back next year, you know, since this is probably just last year. Like, we got to do – like, I, I, he could be the guy, and if he's not the guy, he can at least be, like, a service bridge. Like, I don't know, man. I think he got a real strong shot, real strong shot. He's in the building. He just has to uh, – without with the short in the offseason, you know, it might be tough on him. But, uh, like you say, he's a savant, so he – He's gonna put the work in. He's gonna put the work in. He's gonna learn that playbook, and it's gonna be him and Taysom. Let's see what y'all can do. Let's see what y'all can do. Y'all, y'all, the two quarterbacks next up, possibly, because this could be his, uh, Drew's last year. 
And then y'all going to determine if they add another quarterback to that. So I can't wait to see it, man. I'm I'm actually I'm happy we uh we took that guy, man. Hmm. Especially for that deal we got him for. You cannot oh. like you Stealing. cannot like the deal. Like stealing. Huh? Stealing. Stealing, bro. I think stolen bases. I think uh Joe Flacco might be getting paid more. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Definitely. Uh what's what's the other guy name? Nick Foles, for sure getting yeah. paid more. Way more, yeah. Yeah. He still he got traded, so he's still on that contract. He had. Yeah. So yeah, you you can't beat that. You go no. from paying, you know, you had paid Teddy. He was the highest paid backup to having one of the better backups, and he one of the lowest paying paying uh, backups. Yeah, that's league. crazy, man. That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, Travis, we gonna get you out of here, man. We like, you know, we gonna not talk, try not talk about football. Um, thank you for. For coming on, man. Put your put your Twitter put your Twitter ad out, you know, so people can follow you. You can follow me at Dago Son. It's uh, D A I G O S O N. So once again, it's D A I G O S O N. Dago Son. Appreciate hey, bro, y'all for to, having me. Man, you need uh-huh. to tweet more. You need to tweet more. Like you could be the new move to sticks. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> come on, man, bro. You you got like you always had plenty of knowledge football knowledge i'm like you really need you be in a dm so i'm like man put that on twitter man like you i know but you know you know i'd be when yeah, i was with, I I kinda, with you when you was with yeah. the team you know I right, yeah. I'm, right, like, right. I'm like man you, got, you start twitter, you know get your own little entrepreneurship going out here come on t hey y'all inspire me <laughs> y'all inspire me because that, that's 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 my first love man i love the game of football so Man, you never know in the future. You never know what the future might bring. So, For real. if you know if that comes about, I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with it. You, you got a spot here, bro. I appreciate bro. that. Yeah. I appreciate that. I anytime y'all need me on again, I come on. Maybe I have some stories next time. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta screen them. You gotta, you gotta screen them first in your mind. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta screen them. But uh, I appreciate y'all for having me on, man. Keep doing y'all thing. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. And keep keeping us informed. Y'all been having some good guesses, some great guesses. Yeah, Baldinger, like I'm, I'm feeling that, man. Y'all yeah, big man. time. Yeah, big uh, time. If, if things go right, we got uh, Delvin Bro coming on next week. So man, that's my guy. That. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Uh, oh, he got. A, he might have a story. Oh, <laughs> oh, I know he got story. <laughs> he, he, he gonna have a story. He gonna let that's the guy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to chop it up, though. Yeah, D-Bro. I am, I am, I am. We gonna I hated it up. that number 40, but oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, told, I told that boy, I told him, I like, son, change that number. Change that number. Like, man, bro. I wore the whole preseason, you know, so he kept it. But I was trying to get him out that number. That shit was No, I was trying boy. to get him out. Yeah. That's my dude. He's yeah, a cool man. dude, bro. Yeah, I love that dude, man. Dude, man. Well, so we, I can't can't wait to check it out next week. That's next week, you said. Sometime? Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, next week. Hopefully, hopefully, it all goes well. It, yeah. We, I think we just have Ryan and I just have the mindset of you know just in terms of like dating or life. Like we got to shoot our shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. if 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 you're on Twitter, 
and your DMs are open, I don't care who you are. Like, I will jump in them and say, hey, can you, jump, can you jump on the show? And then what's the worst mm-hmm. that's going to happen? No? <laughs> yes or no, right. That's all. Okay. That, that's it. And so, right. you know, that's, you know, Ryan and I have just been doing that. And, it, you know, it's led to a lot of just great, fantastic guests coming on the show. Um, just having just meaningful football conversations because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Just having meaningful football conversations because that's all we love, you know, love the game. We, we, we all do. So, you know, we're going to keep doing it. You know, we hopefully, you know, our, our main goal is to get, you know, Sean on here one day. <laughs> you know, he he, yeah. he he done got very Twitter finger happy lately. So, <laughs> <laughs> he's funny on Twitter too. He <laughs> keep bugging him. But no, we we have fun with it, man. And you know, we had to get you on. You know, you, you like family. You know, saw you at the Shamrock. You know, when when I was when I was there, I think for the the, the Broncos game the night before the game. Like, you know, what it is, man. You, you family. So. Oh yeah, man. I appreciate that, man. I'm surprised you say Ryan showed up. He showed up for Shamrock. <laughs> <Ryan? laughs> they be giving you trouble, huh, Ryan? Yeah, bro. Man, look, man, look. I- <laughs> I'm a flick. I don't care. I, I'm a flick, bro. But I show up, man. I show up sometimes. Yeah. I got you. It be like that. Like, your intentions be like, I'm going to go. But then when it's time to go, you be like, uh-huh. I don't feel like going. I understand. I'm a homebody, too. I understand, right? People no, work. The worst, the worst is, so that I get, right? But the excuse for Ryan doesn't make sense. Because usually, obviously, when I come into town, like, I'm coming miles away. So it's like, you know. You know I'm coming. Adam, let me know two months ahead of time. Look, this is the date I'm coming in. I will say, Ryan, my itinerary, like, yo, nigga, I'm there. <laughs> don't, don't, don't flake on me when I'm coming from L.A. Like, stop I, it. I, I can't make yeah. no promise. I can't make promise. <laughs> my dude coming from the West Coast, man. <laughs> You know, Ryan just shrugged his shoulders. He said, you know, I, I might be there, I might not, man. I can't I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you on that, man. All right, man. We're gonna get you, we're gonna get out of here. It's, it's getting late. It's Friday night. Let's let you get out, enjoy your night. But thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. All right, Trav, take care, brother. You too. I'll see y'all on Twitter. All right, bro. All right. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.